0: Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer.
1: I'm Isaac, and I'm AJ, and this week we travel to Sweden to track down a criminal duo who are masquerading as a beloved vaudeville act in the hopes of throwing off the scent of an extraterrestrial superhero who's trying to save the world. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. Now, last episode, our... First birthday spectacular, we created the film Changes or Chivert, Chiver, traver- Chiveringes. Uh, where the,
0: the V and the N were replaced. Uh, A the, and an N. The A and the N. Are, <laughs> v and an R. Um, yeah, it's it sort of as we kind of discovered last week mm. when you try and blend multiple films into into one you get a bit of a, a a hectic mess and it turned out to be a little bit more like a virtual reality video game than a film yeah um one of the key elements was it was based on the music of david bowie yes and as soon as uh, duncan jones found out about it mm-hmm. he insisted that the only re- only way that he'd release the rights to his dad's uh life and and works was if we brought him on as a director okay that's fine and so so we did um, uh, you know he's coming off like a Netflix film which wasn't the best film but we're like okay we've we've got a prototype of the virtual reality system up Uh, we'll show you what we've got so far he plugged himself in and we lost him (laughs) He's, he's just, he's gone, he's lost somewhere in the... Is he still there? Uh, he's plugged in, but his consciousness is is lost somewhere in the wasteland of okay. the, the virtual reality system yep, that we've created. Yep. We've been in there, we've searched all of the levels, but he's some, somehow fallen <laughs> through the gaps. Um he seems to be enjoying himself. Okay. If, if that's, like, that's you great. know, the, the initial test run of it seems to be that the the people who are participating... Yep. like Because the endorphin levels are off the scale. Yep. Like, in a way where it's kind of worrying, the scientist <laughs> is like, people can't maintain this level of happiness for this long <laughs> without having a massive crash. So okay. we're a bit worried.
1: We're monitoring his vitals. Yep. Um. So, but, yeah. So we've basically made the matrix. Are yeah. you? Is this what you're saying? A little bit. Okay.
0: But, like, Can in a we- way where, like... He seems to be. He seems to be having a good time. Okay. He's, he's not definitely like not like in the Matrix where there's some splinter of reality which is slightly wrong. Yep.
1: Uh he's just. I think he's maybe, just having fun. Yeah, okay. he, exactly. He's got no. Surely this is costing us money to run and, and to oh power to bill astronomical. It is okay. essentially
0: it, what it is. Very just very much a, a very complicated <laughs> life support system at this stage. <laughs>
1: drastically trying to keep Duncan Jones alive. Right. Um, you know how uh, a while back we talked about the Netflix graveyard, which was where directors who'd had a bit of a flop film would go to yep. sort of, you know, give it a second chance. So, Duncan Jones sort of had uh, World of Warcraft, which was not great, then went to Netflix and did some weird Mute. film on the Mute, which also did not do well. Is this the third level of Graveyard now? Possibly. Do we bring them into, like, our system, which is technically a Graveyard? Because they're just... All right, so I'm
0: I'm not even sure I'm not even sure if he legally classifies as being alive at this point. So potentially it is like not just a metaf- uh, metaphorical graveyard, but potentially even a literal like a graveyard. Literal gra- okay, great. His legal status is questionable at best. <laughs> um, hopefully, I mean we're we're putting together a, a a crack team of. Stargate style intrepid <laughs> explorers who are going to go and try and fish where, his consciousness out where, of the 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 beyond. So you've got Richard Dean Anderson, oh in absolutely, yeah, okay, Amanda great. Tapping, and Christopher Judge, sure, why Michael not? Shanks. Wow, <laughs> I th- I think we just actually named all four members of uh, SG one. So might, yes, I think you have <laughs> any any doubts over what I spent my uh, teen
1: years doing? have now cleared up. All right. Hopefully that won't lead to any kind of legal problems. I yeah anyway. yeah. So, On to this week in trailers. And first trailer for you today is, let's go with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Starring Brie Larson. And
0: may we just say as well, yep. happy birthday Brie Larson. Yeah,
1: apparently it is her birthday today. So if you are listening, and I have no reason to doubt that she is, happy birthday Brie. Um, also starring Samuel L. Jackson, who does not have a birthday today, but I'm pretty sure he's got. Possibly a
0: reverse birthday <laughs> <laughs> based on um, another one, as you pointed out, of uh, Disney's favorite tropes oh, of yeah. de uh, aging its characters. Uh, he shows up in this one, uh, obviously playing. Um, what's oh, his, what's name? his name? Nick Fury. Oh, Nick Fury, yeah. Uh, sans Eye Patch, yep. and very much with the same uh, sort of hairstyle that he was in 1994 yes. in, uh, in Pulp Fiction. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, it did look like he was walking off the set of a Tarantino film. Uh, so Captain Marvel is set in the, I want to say, mid-90s, You'd have perhaps. to expect the opening shot is of her crashing from space into a blockbuster
0: video, yeah, so yep. yeah, sure. Uh, in, in the past, before everyone <laughs> dissolved
1: into ash as right, uh, yeah. Infinity Wars showed us. So this is kind of a uh, a lead up to the second Avengers film, and if you haven't seen it, Shit goes down in the first Avengers film. uh, And uh, right at the end, Nick Fury makes a call to um, who uh, this makes a mysterious call to someone. It turns out it's Captain Marvel. So this is now their origin story or the sort of introduction to the Captain Marvel character before she appears in the next Avengers film, whatever yeah. that is. So this is coming out before that.
0: I don't know anything about Captain Marvel in terms of the character from the comic books. Yep. Um, a lot more space and time travel kind of things happening in this one yeah. than I thought. It actually looks a lot like the Green Lantern trailer yeah. where they're wearing green suits in space and there's a whole
1: bunch of aliens who are all
0: also part of a law
1: enforcement society. You're not that far away from the truth either. As far as I was aware, Captain Marvel is of extraterrestrial origins. Like, she is an alien. Uh, And there have been other Captain Marvels in the past, and they all come from outer space, and they're there to protect Earth. So they're meant to be, like, the ultimate power i guess there was an interesting feature in this one where she was saying how she has memories yeah, of, yep. of
0: growing up on earth and like she's supposed to be here or she's from here and she's not sure if those memories are real or implanted and i kind of like the idea that when these memories show up a character actually has the forethought to think these could be implanted memories yeah. whereas in every every other film you see it it's just like no these are definitely my memories and i'm yeah, definitely yeah, not
1: yeah. an android robot so are they gonna age her for The second Avengers. I
0: imagine she's probably got a a, a Clark Kent style. I'm an alien. I don't age quite like you. So
1: convenient, isn't it, Disney? You can de-age people, but you won't bother aging people now. Is that how it works? I don't know maybe it's, a, it's an X-Men thing isn't it as well wasn't Wolverine a well, it,
0: like it, that? It, it, it just so happened that like the person they got to play Wolverine Hugh Jackman looked just as young and cut and <laughs> um pretty as he did in ninety eight right, yeah. or when did when the first one came out 99 oh, 99 I think through yeah. 2017's Luke he was like you are pretty, pretty still buff 20 years of <laughs> um, being quite a cut chisel jawed yeah. Wolverine man, yeah, yeah. they they did well. Yeah. Who
1: would who could they have cast back in 1999, which oh, it just man. would not I, have been a good casting? I saw that image that floated around a while back, which was like if the Avengers was made in the 90s, this is who would be cast. Yeah. And it was ca- like actors like. Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt and all those sort of so Tom Cruise has aged quite well, but like, um, who who do you reckon's gone the
0: the biggest under undergone physical transformation from 1999 to the 2016? So <laughs> if if he showed up as like the the um the lean cut uh, guy in yeah, 1999, yeah. by the time he shows up in 2018. <laughs> Russell Crowe, <laughs> Mickey Rourke, Mickey, Mickey Rourke. <laughs> I just remember that, like the the beer bellied Russell Crowe showing up to, right. to, to to be to play Logan, and it's just like, oh, to
1: be fair, that's a little bit unfair for Russell Crowe. He got himself into pretty good shape for Superman. He so, did, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to the next trailer, which is the Girl in the Spider's Web, starring Claire Foy, Stephen Merchant, and foreign actors that we and do others. not know
0: uh very much like uh, so this is supposedly the fourth um installment of the millennium series yeah which, which began with girl with the dragon tattoo yeah, the yep. girl who played with fire the girl who kicked the hornet's net yep. nest and the net as well <laughs> uh and then um the author of those series uh stieg larsson died and yep. i think then his wife took over and wrote a book yep. and then uh one other guy one after did that, as well yeah. so, so
1: and it, it is the other guy who wrote the book that this film is based on as well but um the the trailers the trailer is odd. It uh, is. I know nothing about this film series or very little about it, but it always seemed to skew on the side of like gritty, intense drama, espionage, uh, weird Scandinavian weird, murder thriller. Yeah, yeah, very grim and dark. But this film seems to go by like the Jason Bourne, James Bond. And there's route. a little bit of Batman in there a as well. A little bit of Batman, so, yeah. So
0: Elizabeth Zelander has taken on this bit of a, like a vigilante role where yep. she goes in and uh, beats up men who beat up women yep. and she's like. Got weird face paint and almost like she is that superhero style thing. Yeah, yeah. And then, like you're saying, it's very Jason Bourne, James Bond. She's driving off um, cliffs. There's like cliffs and landing on icy water yeah. and using her motorbike to drive across the water, like firing guns. Her Does evil, it- long lost sister yeah. has come along and is wearing a gas mask with glowing red eyes, as if she yeah. is a
1: supervillain. Yeah, it yeah. has taken an incredible it's twist got in a way. Gadgets as well. There was a bit there where I think she. Uh, like, operates another car's airbags or something from a, like, a mobile phone. So she's, like... Oh, she's a ra- hacker. Yeah, yeah she's You like, can yeah. hack into smart
0: cars and do this now, yeah. AJ. This is technology that exists. Oh, I'm sorry. Definitely. Well, there you um, go. But also in a way where uh, Rooney Mara and uh, Daniel Craig are also missing from the film in a way yes. where... I, I don't know. I don't know who paid for and made this film because no it's definitely either. not... Who, who directed the other one? Was it like David Fincher or someone of that? Yeah, I Ill? think
1: David Fincher directed Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and then I'm not sure what happened to the series after that because I know that... I even, I don't even know what happened to the original Swedish series as well. They, they, they got
0: all the way through the first three oh, they did Sea Glass and was still alive. Yep. And Numi Rapace? Or yes, she Rapace was playing or- Lisbeth's... Lisbeth Salander. Salamander. Uh, The Salamander, uh, which I think is the name of her superhero character in this one. (laughs) I am the Salamander. Uh, uh, Yeah, so they got through all those those books. Um, I quite liked the Daniel Craig version in a way where I also liked the original version as well they were Mm. both very good which is you normally don't say of remakes you say oh the remakes are not any good or the foreign ones are unwatchable in this case both of them are quite good and quite watchable films they have subtly different endings and they handle the subject matter really really well But in a way where this just doesn't feel like it has anything to do with it it is literally just cashing in on the the characters and the renown of the original series. They call it uh, another film in the Dragon Tattoo series. Yes,
1: and I'm like, well, it's called the Millennium series. Like that's what the books are called. Yeah, but it's for Americans and for other audience members that don't know the Millennium series because it's never mentioned in the films, as far as I'm aware. It's always I mean, the
0: Millennium is the name of the newspaper that the Daniel Craig's character writes for. And I think the subsequent books are more to do with his being investigated for like... Uh, well, sure. this is the thing? It's sure. a, it's a, it becomes political where it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, have you published things that you shouldn't have published? I'm yeah. like, this isn't <laughs> f- running around with explosions going down corridors and having to jump yep. into bathtubs full of water to stop yourself from being burned <laughs> oh, yeah, by giant explosions. But she
1: a slow motion jump into a bath when an explosion goes off behind you. It was just like, this is weird. This is really bizarre. Uh, and it's I mean it's a Sony film so you know that it's all about like we've got these characters now let's just jam something exactly. together we, if we have to there. make a film otherwise the, the rights, the rights lapse g- yeah, laps, yeah, so right, we'll yeah. just make whatever the that's it yeah, yeah. We, want, yeah. so, oh, we can't get um, we can't get Rooney Mara anymore Claire Foy, she's on top of things right now. She seems to be pretty proper. We'll get her instead. Can't get Daniel Craig, Stephen Merchant. He's also it's exactly. The, he's pretty same much thing. the same. Yeah, pretty exactly much the same. Stephen Merchant will be the new Bond. Absolutely. You mark right. my words. <laughs> All right, to the final trailer for this week's episode, which is Stan and Ollie, based yes. on the lines
0: of uh, Laurel and Hardy. Laurel
1: and Hardy, the uh, old old time vaudeville uh, actors from uh, America, uh, did a lot of silent films. Uh, I guess sort of in the same kind of realm as Charlie Chaplin, possibly the... Marx Brothers, the Marx Three Brothers as well. Although I believe that Laurel and Hardy sort of moved more towards silent style here. Yeah. Um, but you, you, know, you know the characters. One's quite large and, and sort of... Both tall both and rotund. Tall, yeah, tall and rotund with a sort of pencil moustache. Yep. Uh, and the and other one is... Normally wearing
0: a bowler hat, I yeah, think. Yeah, bowler hats as well. I think they both wear bowler hats, to be fair.
1: Yep. And then the other one's short and skinny. Yep. Um, in
0: this case, they're played by uh, John C. Riley. Is yes. the I imagine it's some sort of prosthetics. Got to be prosthetics because otherwise looks, he's put on a lot of weight. Very unhealthy. Uh, and then uh, Steve Coogan uh, playing prosthetics. No, but uh, his accent might as well be because yeah. uh, he's, he's having to put on an American accent. <laughs> this feels like it's a, an English film where they've cast English people to play Americans yeah. for the most part. Even um, except John C. Riley. John C. Riley is the the only exception to that rule. Everyone yeah. else who's uh, who seems to be playing like the wife of... um... Yeah,
1: the story... So this is kind of like, as they say in the trailer, the untold Untold story story. of uh, Laurel and Hardy. So at some point they journey to England to put on a bunch of live shows. They're very popular in the US and they're sort of exporting their comedy now to the motherland. And then the relationship it disintegrates
0: begins yeah begins to fray and falls apart and people don't particularly aren't coming to their shows anymore and there's yeah. a, a whole bunch of tension there and it's just the story of how they find each other I don't know
1: it, it is it's uh, i mean I don't know the full story of Lauren Hardy but it is sort of along those lines as well as like uh, the health problems of I don't know I can't I can't remember which one's which but like the, I want to say Laurel is the yeah. fat one sure. uh, and he has uh, various health problems related yeah, exactly. to his his weight as well, and so it's all a bit of a you know drama. This and I mentioned that. this when
0: we were watching it that they, they tend to be dredging up a lot of untold stories. I yeah. don't like where are they getting these from? I don't like no, it's like some sort of book sale, and it's like <laughs> oh, this is a, a journal from Laure- <laughs> oh, Laurel and Oliver or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever their names are, um, and it's just like, oh, this is this is this is actually an untold story, yeah. rather than going. Oh, or do they go? You know what? We're not going to tell that just yet. That's we, right. we, we've we're known a, we've off, known yeah. about it for about thirty years, yep, yep. and we're just gonna we're gonna hold off until yep. the time is right. Yep. But they said, like everyone, like the untold story of Mary Poppins, the yep. untold story of uh, Frankenstein, exactly. the untold
1: story of Walt Disney, yeah, just. All of them. The untold story of movie film studios. We haven't told that story yet because we're waiting for the right time Are to cash sure? in on it. Are you sure? Because I
0: feel like every week we just <laughs> <laughs> broadcast as much information as yeah, we but possibly that's the can. the told
1: story, not that the is, untold that's one. That's the we told story. I mean, surely, like, any story that hasn't been told is an untold story. I
0: kind so. of feel like, it, like Feel like the untold story should just say also the made-up story. <laughs> why was it untold? Because it just wasn't true. It just wasn't true. That's really why no one was,
1: was telling it up until now. <laughs> exactly. Alright, those are the three trailers for this week's episode But of course, before we can do anything with those We're going to have to take a little walk over to the green room Let's go Let's have a quick recap, quick recap of this week's trailers. We have...
0: A superhero alien action movie installment of a franchise. Yep, another Marvel film, another Disney film. We have a bizarre take on an existing book franchise that just goes off in a really weird direction with
1: actors that shouldn't belong in those roles. <laughs> recast actors, let's yep, say. let's or Recast way. roles. And uh, finally, we have a... An untold biopic about a period comedy duo. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now... I chose uh not last week because yeah, uh, before our, the our listeners chose before uh, chose those ones but uh, before that I chose so I believe it's your turn what have you got for us this I week I
0: already know well, as soon as I watched the trailer and went what, yep. the f- what the F are they thinking um, the girl in the spider's yeah, web yep, for sure. where where they just gone you've really just not paid any respect at all to the source material <laughs> to be
1: fair we don't know the source material no. so they might not have but like in the style of like what has come before it it's really a sharp turn off, I think so. off the
0: beaten track and I really feel as though we can do the same thing we can pick up a we a, absolutely can where they so they've made the first book of a film franchise Yep, they've kind have gone uh we didn't really do well enough to make the next ones yep and then this is like imagine if part four existed and and how (laughs) weird and wacky we can turn that yeah
1: it's almost like fan fiction someone has done fan fiction for i like the the dragon tattoo series and just gone you know what what if it had more guns that's exactly how it feels yeah you know it's, it's imagine if you had like there's seven Harry Potter books in the main series. Like, imagine if someone wrote book eight there and are, it just turned into, like, an there, action film.
0: There are apparently some very, very good fan fiction oh, books for sure, yeah. um, that, you know, do the rounds. But, yeah, very much someone's gone, I'm going to troll the internet <laughs> for... And that's what they did for Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Yeah, and all, yeah. all that sort of thing. So this is this is the fan fiction version so, of some ex- existing intellectual property. Are we going to have to Fifty Shades of Grey it? Where in, instead of going, okay, well, this used to be Bella and... Um, Edward, we just have to rename them because we don't have the intellectual property
1: rights. Uh, I don't know. I feel I like the idea of taking the same characters and just moving them into a totally different genre. Uh, And I feel like we need to either take it from a book or from a a film series as well. I think we do the book. We do a book? Book series. And I'm thinking... Yep. Chronicles of Narnia Chronicles of Narnia because they've done films of that too they've done
0: many like I grew up watching there was a a late 80s early 90s BBC TV series yep um with these actors in That's weird right, prosthetics yeah. yep. uh, we had a videotape of that that we watched the lion the witch in the wardrobe <laughs> probably about four or five hundred times yeah, yeah, yeah. to the point where it actually had like you know the the, the, the magnetic tracking, strip, tracking marks yeah. tracking marks like you'd pause it and the people just sort of like, <laughs> flickering back and forth like they were trying to escape from the yeah, screen yeah yep. um that that vhs copy was very very well loved
1: <laughs> all right so we do uh we do the next like chronicles of narnia film there's
0: a lot of them like and some of them don't get made so they, they make the lion the witch in the wardrobe quite a lot i think prince caspian comes after that yep. voyage of the dawn treader yep um, and they tend to get to get to about that point where the interest uh wanes there's there's i think a book called the magician's nephew which yep. i don't think has ever made it to the silver screen yep um but yeah i think very much we just take this idea of a hidden world a god like Lion character and a bunch yep. of kids who somehow get stuck in there, yep. and we just crank it just up, go, just, just go ramp it up.
1: Now, I, I like. What did you say about the nephew's magician? The magician's nephew, something that? like that, <laughs> which sounds like a terrible title, to be honest. But I like that. I feel like we should adapt that into a film. But I, I don't I, think it's even necessary. I think to that's read. the prequel. I think. We're I think we read. really
0: have to do the fan fiction version that doesn't exist within the within the world. But I think we. What the magician's nephew does, I think, is it it sets the story before. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yep. So we do a prequel. I think we like... Do a we,
1: prequel to The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. So
0: The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe starts when Narnia is frozen over by the Ice Queen. Sure. Because um, she wants it to be always winter, never Christmas. <laughs> um. And so so maybe that's the, the end point of what we're probably going to be calling The Magician's Nephew, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Um. And so, and then Aslan... It disappears. So yep. all we need to know is the road marker is the final stop. Yep. White Queen takes over, freezes over Narnia. Yep. Aslan is, like he's the hero that Narnia needs, but not the one that he wants. And yep. he has to skulk yep. off into the darkness. Yep. Only to come back where when um when. The okay. kids return, yep. sure, See, and that's all we need to know.
1: That's it. Because okay, so what I'm seeing here—feel free to shoot me down if necessary—but what I'm seeing here is a post-apocalyptic world, a la Mad Max, yes, where like the queen is fighting over the like the control of this land, yes, uh, against two or three other factions. All right, who are okay. also competing for it as yeah, well.
0: Yeah, I love it. Are we doing a la Mad Max where it is a desert uh, and yeah. the, and there are spiky cars? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. all right, okay, great. Because <laughs> yeah. she, I think she has a a a uh, slay that's pulled by reindeer. Yeah, yeah. Um oh, but is this is this the fantasy version of Mad Max? Yeah, it is, yeah, Where yeah. instead of being automobiles it's either the cars with yeah, yeah. horses or chariots. Yeah, but they
1: all have spikes on them as well. Yeah. So spikes as like, far as you can fun. see. Cuz yeah. we are like still respective of the like so like the um that new dragon tattoo film, yeah. right? Still has Liz- still Beth for- in her in the same outfit that she's wearing. You know what I have got um uh, images of
0: here as well, and yep. I think it's because of the lions. That scene in Gladiator where yep. the tigers come out of the pit, yeah, and yep. it also has the the gladiator chariot races yeah. that have all the spikes as yep, well. Yep. So can we can we put some sort of like. Thunderdome esque um, <laughs> arena battle style yes. elements into yes. this one as well. But I
1: don't want it to be like Gladiator, which had that sort of glitz and glamour of the like Colosseum back no. in the day. It needs to be like crudely made, um, hobbled together from like bits and pieces left over from some previous yeah. war or something. And you know what that means as well. We can do the prequel to the prequel at some point where we go back before, before the post-apocalyptic pre-apocalyptic, time, <laughs> yeah, and see how it all went wrong. Um, Would it be pre-post-apocalyptic? Yay. Interesting. No, it's just Pre, pre-apocalyptic.
0: So there's, there's. I mean, we see post-apocalypse. We see just uh, regular uh, life. There's, uh, there's, and then I suppose Armageddon <laughs> is the apocalyptic yeah, yeah. event. So. You need to have
1: pre-apocalypse and then apocalyptic and then post-apocalyptic. So the middle one would just be apocalyptic now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all
0: right. Okay. So it's post-apocalyptic, uh, spiky yep. racing, yep. gladiatorial factions yep. vying it out. One of them is the the tribe of lions. Yep. Um, we can do like, oh, what if Aslan had a son and maybe, yeah, maybe at some point, the reason that he goes into exile is because of either his son dies or his yep. son does something That's weird. Perfect. We have the witches yep. uh, or yeah, a group of witches. Group Why of not? Witches. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe, maybe cause on, only, only the ice queen remains, but yep. originally there was a, a water queen and a, a fire queen and yeah, a yeah. land queen. Uh, uh, um, and they're all witches as well. Yep. And so we have some, some battling there and who's our third faction in there?
1: Um, the wardrobe people <laughs> the
0: wardrobe the, the carpenters the car, yeah there you the, there's a, a faction of uh, skilled artisans yep. who make magical artifacts yep. and maybe they're in trouble like maybe to I, we do that I, as okay, well how about that's, this? A, that's a great idea to, they have to hide these pa- powerful artifacts yep. in the in the real world to stop them getting in the hands of the witches and that's where yeah. these things come from so
1: what if they only made wardrobes that just were portals yeah. Right, so, like, that was the... They don't make any other magical items, but they make, like, useful portals of yeah. wardrobes. Uh, and then it just gets to the point... And this is how, like, the, the the book in the next film would be the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. See how it's all singular? Exactly. It's not the Lions, the Witches, and the Wardrobes. No. It's singular. Because only one of only each one survives. Because only one of each survives, exactly. So let's say, like, the Carpenters made a whole bunch of, like, wardrobe portals that were pretty commonplace. You'd buy them... You know, just to make things more convenient for you in a day-to-day world. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm going to go to the shops. I can just step through the wardrobe step and portal and the there. Step through the portal.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's what? a whole
0: bunch of interesting fight scenes you can do with that as well. What yep. I'm sure there's like Inception does that do a thing where uh, they like dive through and they yeah Avengers did yeah. it as
1: well with Spider-Man yeah. jumping through portals. Doctor and... Strange opens up portals yep. and sends people places. I, a I like game that game series called Portal as well. Yeah, which...
0: exactly. Which is pretty much where like the best of the comes from, where you pretty jump much, through yeah. and are like,
1: oh, gravity's weird
0: here. Yeah. I didn't expect that. Yeah. Or I'm falling. I was falling. Momentum carries
1: through as you jump through a portal. So uh, yeah, I think that that's like the world used to be rife with portals, but now we're getting down to like the last remnants of these resources. Uh, So the last of the witches, the last of the wardrobes and the last of the lions. Yes. Uh, And everyone's fighting for like factional control over these items or these... um, Right, okay.
0: So, and we have have the four witches that represent each of the the
1: elements. elements, We
0: have the Aslan and his son. Yep. Um, which uh again we can come up with a name and then we have the the portal makers yep. is, is there a guild is there some sort of um i think they're a guild yeah they're so like... is there like i mean we need a character from that guild to be the the yep. entry point into yep. into our world what, what who is that character what's the, what's uh, their backstory so how they get into
1: cabinet making what we need to do first of all with the name is we just look at Existing names in that world, and come up with something that sort of sounds like. All right, something okay. That exists in the world, so, so had, like we've got like Mr. Tumnus and yeah. Ed, Edmund Rillian. There's one of the I've never read these. books, so, by the way, Peter Edmund Lucy and Eustace Sarah. Sarah, I think. Oh yeah, S- uh, Susan. Susan. Sorry, Edmund Lucy and Peter. They're
0: from they're from the human they're world, the, the real world. world. We don't care about so that. So we've got Tumnus, Rumble, Gruffin <laughs> Is is a giant? I think Mir- a, Miraz. Is Miraz. Show, Mr. As well. and Mrs. Beaver. Eustace, like Eustace Scrub. So this is the thing as well, which I sort of forgot in here, is that um the there's like live action like animals, right? Yeah, They're all yeah. sentient. There's also dryads and fawns and yep. um why don't why don't the uh, the cabinet makers, the carpenters, yep. maybe they are beavers? because beavers play a pretty prominent <laughs> role early, like later on really yeah they they help out the kids in in narnia all right. so like we have these these um sentient animal creatures yep, yep, who yep. are who are you know obviously this is good
1: this ties it well into the world of exactly. narnia to show that we are being respectful to we, the source material we we definitely material. know the
0: source material back to front
1: <laughs> all right so they they are beavers that
0: make wardrobes yeah not portal other, wardrobes, rather. Like, there's wardrobes. I think they also do, like, grandfather clocks. And okay, anything, yeah, Any, any piece of furniture that's made out of wood that has a door that you can sort of <laughs> open up and
1: step through. All right, so, yeah. So, anything that... I mean, it'd be doors then, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, but doors... Like, it's sort a self It's like a I contained it space. Contained, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Clocks, wardrobes, cupboards. Just yeah, general sure. cupboards and shelving. I think...
0: Do we get to tie in, then, Um, the... Indian in the cupboard? Is that like an intellectual property that can fit within here as well? Was that... See, oh, no, I hang on. No, the, the, the magic in that one was the key. It wasn't the yeah, cupboard itself. No, it Sorry, wasn't. scrap
1: that because like, there's part of me I was thinking like I wonder if we can like just jam in a couple of extra film properties in here in a kind of like fire sale uh, of like film series that we've just got
0: see the, and- the other thing the other one that came to mind with which was a a film that they made the first one of that they abandoned yep. was uh northern lights or the golden compass depending yep. on where it, sure um and that has giant talking bears in it yeah, so yeah. why not why not a faction of giant talking polar bears yep. who are Sort of like you know, also sort of maybe they're on the team of the giant talking lions, yep. um, and then we sort of go, well, this is if you were wanted that more of that story, which they never told.
1: Yep. why don't why don't you jump in board on board with this one as well? All right, how about this maybe? So, may if let's say the polar bears aren't part of the existing factions that are fighting, like squabbling amongst each other for resources, but they're a brand new threat that comes in and invades Ooh. with winter. Exactly. The, so winter, bring, the Winter Queen is they, turning everything to ice because the polar bears want her to. Exactly. So the story then just becomes the separate factions having to work together to try and take on this new polar bear new winter threat. winter menace. But in the end, it doesn't matter. It doesn't work. It'll, it doesn't work. And that's how they all die out. It's a very sad ending.
0: It is. It's the, it's the Rogue One ending it of, is.
1: of Narnia. It's the Avengers... Uh, Infinity Wars part 1 Only
0: in that one they only kill off 50% That's of the right. people in ours we kill off
1: like like 85% <laughs>
0: That's us raising the stakes. It's, it's, it's almost like dark chocolate where you start, yeah, off, right. you start off with the 50% dark chocolate until you're used to it. And then you just up the level of cocoa until you're like at like, all. <laughs> until you're just crunching on exactly. beans. Exactly. I, I really, just eating the cocoa beans straight. <laughs> Society is not at that level yet. <laughs> no. we, d- we did we did Rogue One. We, we did Avengers. We We're going to up it again and kill just slightly more people <laughs> and desensitize the, the film going public to killing off their heroes. Has there ever
1: been a film that does 100% death and just like wipes out its own world and people by the end of the film there's always that sort of annoying 1% glimmer of hope yeah ray of hope yeah stupid Armageddon I was was
0: thinking Outbreak but again they find a cure in that one yeah Contagion well there's one that they did uh, with like Gwyneth Paltrow and um, Channing Tatum and a whole bunch of people where yeah, okay. uh, they it was outbreak except where like just people died left right and so <laughs> I think Matt Damon might have been in that one really and like yeah just just like all of, like oh Matt Damon's in it and like 20 minutes in is like oh no he died because he caught the disease <laughs> and then we start following Channing Tatum and he's and then we start following Gwyneth Paltrow um, and eventually like, they find a cure but like by that point a lot of humanity's dead yeah
1: but that's still like a good five percent of people that's still live alive I mean we can't do that because then we'd be breaking the source material we need to leave exactly but we need to like it I mean it's it's really like the last one percent because it is just like the singular lion the singular witch and the singular wardrobe that's left you know what I've just figured it out yep it's not
0: Aslan's son no Aslan is the son like the, the the actual son? No no no, he he is he's the son of like a Mufasa type character. Oh, okay. And this is like he Mufasa like sacrifices <laughs> himself for young Aslan yep. and then Aslan has to go off into the wilderness and this is his return, like yeah. the return of the lion king. <laughs> um <laughs> So like yeah, so so this is this is like you know this is the young young Aslan as yep. a cub learning from his all the delight touches your <laughs> kingdom or whatever, and then and then after his his dad dies yep. in the in the polar bear wars, okay, uh, he goes off and then has to come back later as as the Aslan that we all know. Right, and perfect.
1: Love. In this post-apocalyptic yep. faction-based world, and he comes back to like what restart the world, fix it back up. In in um. Uh,
0: in the line, the witch in the wardrobe, he bands everyone together in an army against okay. against the the white queen and yeah, uh, yeah, and he, he breathes literally breathes life into statues. Right, he like walks up to the these because the witch has turned them into stone yeah, yeah, using yeah, yeah. a yep. magic, and he he breathes on them, which is good enough to turn them back into yep. real people again. Okay, that's you fine. know that old trope. Sure,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's very common. All right, um, I feel we need to push the film a little bit further into like. We've got world and we've got character this yeah. and we've got events
0: but where's the story? Where's the relationships? Yeah. Where's the yeah. growth and change within yeah. the characters themselves?
1: Yeah. Uh all right, so we need to have maybe a central protagonist for each of the factions perhaps. Yeah. So a singular beaver, a singular witch and as, and I think all three of them need to die as well. Yeah. So um, so we
0: have but I think Aslan is one of the the main characters from the lion and he's his yes. dad's that, the one who dies. Yeah. Yeah. Um what like well, obviously, the Ice Queen turns bad. Yep. Is this the Ice Queen's sister, who's the good version? Is she the wa- or is the, it like the a Water Witch,
1: or? or is it like a Maleficent kind of thing, where like she's not so bad at the start and sort oh, of right. turns? Oh,
0: it could be the um, uh, the Wicked. You know yeah, how yeah. we think the Wicked Witch of the West is, right, yeah. is really wicked, but she's actually a good character if you That's look right, at it yeah, from yeah. a different s-
1: vantage point. Yeah, <laughs> from a certain point <laughs> of view. From a certain point of view. Um, yeah, I like that idea. I like the idea that like. Um, these characters aren't just two dimensional villains right, as okay. they're presented in Narnia. They're actually like Complex oh, characters. Complex depth drama. Uh they have thoughts and feelings and goals and hopes and dreams and ambitions. Um so what if we did that instead? Like we characterize these people as like the they have hopes they have yeah. uh, they have good intentions I
0: kind of I've, I really want to get back to the, the gladiatorial arena at yeah, some so point I. and I think so we have them um, all together they're living in this world yep. which is an event has happened which has made it difficult for them yep. and that's that's a that's the that's the apocalypse, the the, the one that's... Yep. Where we're now post-apocalypse. But there's also another oncoming apocalypse. Yep. So there was a desert, desertification, desertification apocalypse. Desertification apocalypse. And then there was a isification yes. apocalypse that's coming. And we're in the yep. that interstitial point yes. between those two. Exactly. Maybe they start going off on a journey and they're captured mm-hmm. and then they're put into this gladiatorial arena... To f- f- And and they have to fight one another. And this is where friendships become tested. Yes. Where the the Snow, the White Queen, the Ice Queen, whatever, I can't remember exactly what the character's called. Doesn't matter. And Aslan used to be the best of friends. Yep. Suddenly, in this environment, they... They're forced to, like,
1: compete against each other. And I think as well, to add to this whole, like... Uh, left turn sort of thing that we're going for in terms of like taking the Narnia series and going in a slightly different direction gratuitous violence oh absolutely in the Colosseum needs to feature yeah. like absolute limbs hacked off blood spurts uh like guts and intestines coming out of like um you know, cuts and eviscerations, eviscerations yeah. and all sorts of stuff Th- this is where
0: the spiky chariots come in yep. and, and we see it all we, yep. s- we see the guy just get cut in half yep. uh, um super uh, realistic <laughs> like in, intestines and entrails and yep. stuff like that flying everywhere there's
1: a scene where someone like throws someone else onto the spiky wheels and then they get attached there and keep like yeah rolling around as it's dragged around the arena as well and like bits are flying off everywhere just the kind of like you know, it is Narnia. It is definitely the characters you recognise, but definitely not in a context that no, you recognise. Yeah. So, and we've got to get explosions in there as well. Oh yeah, yeah lots for sure. of explosions. Magic exp- everywhere. Magic explosions cover up the fact that TNT doesn't exist in this world. Exactly, so, but, but magic
0: does. But magic so. does absolutely. And, and then I, I just like I, I love that Inception style, Doctor Strange style yep. portal fighting. Portal fights. V- yep. Um,
1: uh, so who's going to be? Yeah, it's the the beavers, right? So yeah.
0: like they. <laughs> so the beaver like we've essentially we've just gone instead of Mr. Beaver in uh, as he is in uh The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe he's Dr. Beaver that's right yeah yeah uh, and he, he does the same the same hand motions <laughs> that Dr. Strange does and opens up portals What with and, beaver hands but with these little beaver hands yeah <laughs>
1: All right, cool. I like this as well, because it reminds me of, like, Star Wars, you know, in in A New Hope, where they reference all these things that happened prior. Yeah. In just, like, nicely vague ways, you're like, that sort of sets your imagination going, and then you watch the prequels, and you're like, that's not what I imagined at all. No,
0: it's not what I imagined at all, but it (laughs) it is way too, like... Like complicated yeah. and over the top. Yeah, and also and it doesn't
1: quite make sense in the context exactly. of the story that's told afterwards. But that doesn't matter. Like who? Yeah. <laughs> so long. So long as it makes a,
0: a whole bunch of money, and there has to be a lot of merchandising opportunities yeah, 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 absolutely. as well. That's I think that's the one thing that we probably haven't been doing so much recently. Yeah, is really going. How are we going to turn these characters
1: into it's, action figures? What's great because you release the Colosseum action set, right? But you do it in separate pieces. So you buy, um, you do it like Lego do, right? So Lego will have oh, a, a, range a Lego going
0: to buy this, sure. Yeah, I, they don't buy what? everything. They buy so, everything yeah. at the moment. So,
1: like, if, <laughs> if you're doing a Lego set, you buy one set, which is just, like, the Colosseum set, you get a couple of minifigures, and then you get, like, all the expansion bits for yeah. it, all the chariots, the action chariots, the little, like, set pieces that you have inside the Colosseum where certain <laughs> deaths are happening, like, the pits, the... I don't know how you can do portals in Lego form. It's true. But, uh,
0: I can definitely see, like, the Saturday morning... Ads between the cartoons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, his head really pops off, That's and there's right, yeah. blood
1: that spurts out everywhere. With a little like notice down yeah. below and saying like simulation or simulated yeah. action or something. Um,
0: blood, blood and gore, refilment's not included. <laughs> so, so like this is the thing: so you, you sell like these capsules of fake blood, and yep. you can just put them inside the action figures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so every every time they like, their arm gets yep. ripped off, it it, yep. it looks just as gory and painful yep. as it does in the
1: film. And we'll have a service like um Barbie and I think like the Baby Borns used to have when if you cut off their hair, you can order in new replacement heads. Uh, I I
0: didn't realise you could order replacement heads. My my sister's just had a whole bunch of very weird-looking (laughs) baldish
1: Barbies. I'm pretty certain that, like, Mattel had those services back in the day for, like, if you accidentally did I definitely remember
0: in like the Lego sets that I bought when I was about 10 yep. there was a massive thick manual of like yeah. all the replacement parts that you could order yeah, and yeah. they all had like a 10 digit serial That's code right, yeah, yeah and so if you wanted to go through I'm like oh I need that slight little twig yep. I can send off and replace it yep. I don't remember that manual with the <laughs> the Barbies that my, my hot, sisters definitely had I, think and I definitely didn't buy yeah. it it's
1: just a hotline you could call up and like if you ruined your Barbie or your GI Joe you could yeah. get replacement bits for it or your parents could I don't know um so, yeah, I think that's what's going to have to happen for our, our series of action toys. Um, so, yeah, just gratuit, like insane violence. I don't even know... I mean, the this is possibly heading towards a hard R rating as well. Yeah, absolutely. Which makes me wonder how we're going to market this to children and have a toy range as well. Um, but I suppose stranger things have happened. I mean, The Matrix got... The Matrix was rated M or something. And that's something along those lines. Of, like, action figures. And, I think if, you know, kids beg their parents,
0: like... Often enough, and they go. It's a Narnia film. Like, just let me go watch it. Okay. They'll, they'll just let That's go. what we should
1: bank on. Actually, people just not knowing exactly. Or like, this, this is the point. Assuming that like it is a particular kind of film, and we'll cut the trailers in such a way that sort of yeah, like, it
0: looks it looks very it looks very innocuous. Yeah, so yeah. it's like oh, it's a happy land with lots of talking yeah. magical beaver characters. Like, oh, they're film- and then and then they get to the you know saving Private Ryan <laughs> levels of gore and disgust. <laughs> um, <laughs> that
1: just like oh, what are my kids that is, watching? That is like the best benchmark for this film. As well, so, like the gritty colors the like to be fair, drained color palette. The first
0: movie I ever remembered not being allowed to watch because I yeah. wasn't old enough. Um, yep. it, this this is pretty much the Bambi of our generation. Yeah. it is the kid. It's the film that kids will remember. Going, this is when I what I learnt what death and destruction <laughs> was the hunter killed Bambi's mother or father. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. remember which one it was because my eyes were filled with tears. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, this is what we're gonna do to kids. I love it.
1: Yeah. That, that- <laughs> Just scar
0: them for life. So normally this is the point where we go, we're going to have to come up with a... um a name a name for the film yeah. but it's already called The Magician's, the Magician's Nef- Nephew which
1: and we haven't referenced at all and I love that. in the story I, re- I
0: really love the fact that it's called The Magician's Nephew and everyone's going why is it called that it's yep. like well we're not going to tell you we do need to cast we do and yeah. um, I think you know just because it is her birthday yep. um, Brie Larson Brie Larson for sure uh, definitely yep. can, uh, can be in this film as, as the ice queen yeah
1: sure a young ice queen that's, yep. that's not too bad great uh, the beavers will do with CGI obviously yeah or, we still need voices we still need voices for them um so, yeah, are we going to do the beavers with CGI,
0: but then do Aslan as a person in a lion costume? <laughs> Is that a weird a weird blend of, like, practical and special effects that it's you don't a, really it's see? It's a
1: pointless blend, so yes, we will do that. Um, I was thinking Tony Shalhoub, one of the beavers, for some reason... Yeah, that could work. ...just popped into my head. Um, maybe, he's, maybe he's, like, the protagonist beaver. He's, like, the the Doctor Strange beaver who does all the portally stuff in the Coliseum. Yeah. Um, the was it the prince prince as Aslan Aslan yeah young yep.
0: young Aslan we can just get Jonathan Taylor Thomas back in <laughs> from to, Home to, Improvement yeah from Home Improvement but also <laughs> did the voice of Simba in uh, in the original too. Lion yeah, King so yeah. right. right. great I think that's I think that's a good one ah
1: oh, can we also then get if we're going along with the Lion King thing let's get Matthew Broderick in there at Matthew some point, Broderick because he did the like. Adult yep. Simba in yep, the Lion King.
0: That's true. That also means we need to get James Old Jones in to do like the Lion <laughs> Grandfather, which I don't think was ever a part of The Lion King, but that's sure. So Jonathan Taylor Thomas is yep. playing Young Aslan. Yep. Uh, Matthew Broderick
1: is playing his dad. Yep. And then James Old Jones <laughs> is playing his dad. Um, so we can get them all in there. But he, I mean, James Old Jones' part is just a cameo, right? Like yeah. in the same way that like he cameos in Rogue One. Um, we'll just have him just sort of in there, yeah, breathing it, heavily, and then dies. Yeah, sure. Exactly.
0: <laughs> like, we can probably even open up on the shot of the death of the the grandfather yeah, lion. Yeah, great. Like um, his
1: last word, and then like it, there another is another. <laughs> oh, no, that's that's no second. not second. No, no, a- no. What what James Earl Jones needs to do is reference the apocalyptic event that happened oh, right. beforehand. Because
0: he's he's the only one. I yeah. like I like his mane being white. I like his yep. eyes being milky and blind. Yep. and he's the only person who remembers before the desertification right. yeah, exactly. of Narnia. Yeah, yeah. He's the, um, he's
1: the Ben Kenobi of our story. Exactly. Talking about the Clone Wars. And then when we flash back and do the prequel films, nothing that he says <laughs> will make any sense in the context of the film that we make. So we'll do that. Yes. We do you we get Donald
0: Glover and then we, to play a young James Earl yeah, That's
1: James. right. We'll do that. Uh, yeah, okay. I think... I mean do we need anyone else? Is there there's someone the witches. We haven't got the witches yet. Oh we've got we've got, oh, got Brian Larson as yep. the, the main witch, whoever. The lion and we Yeah, we've got yeah. the lion and we've got
0: the uh beavers. <laughs> who's playing beaver? the wardrobe? The wardrobe obviously doesn't have a voice. No. Yeah, no, um actually no we need we need uh the there's gonna be a King Nemesis polar bear who's invading. Yep. yep. Um and I think uh, Ian McKellen may have done his voice in The okay. Golden Compass, so yep. we just bring back him. Yeah. And if I'm just remembering completely incorrectly, then it just goes to show that it wasn't important and Ian <laughs> McKellen
1: can come back for this one as well. <laughs> exactly. The one thing I also think we need to do right at the end, a la uh, Star Wars Episode 3, is just make a dramatic like art style and direction change that like really hastily ties it into the next film in the series, which oh, is right. The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. So... Just for no reason at all, the art aesthetic changes, the style of the film changes, yeah. all the gratuitous all, all the chariots, like they're just like we're gonna have to it take manages. all these points <laughs> off
0: these chariots because it just doesn't <laughs> fit in with the style that we've got in that's the, right, yeah, yeah. in the next like, film. In the
1: last five minutes, the style of the film changes dramatically. Yeah, I am Ulrich like- Polarbear,
0: and I outlaw spikes on chariots and horses. <laughs> it's like, what do you want instead? Just jingle bells. <laughs> Put
1: on the jingle, be- and then like in that's the, right, and then becomes yeah. a Christmas story after that. Because I, I mean,
0: narnia here is. I don't know if you remember like, Father. Father Christmas does show up at one point and give serious? them all presents.
1: So, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. The last five minutes of our film are dedicated to like really hastily making sure that it fits into the next film in yeah. the series. All right. Great. And that's it. I think that's a wrap. I think you're right. The Chronicles of Narnia, The Magician's Nephew, the prequel to The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. <laughs> all right, I think that is a wrap. Housekeeping, as per usual, we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes. Mephusa Wooded, our database of films that we've created on this podcast, and our bios and some other bits and pieces that we put up on there. Search Facebook for Movie Film Studios and join the community where we post clues as to the trailers that we've watched in the upcoming episodes. And then we also occasionally ask you for suggestions for yeah. stuff to do in future episodes as well. How are you going to go this week?
0: I'm uh, not too bad, I reckon. Girl on the spider's web should be easy enough. Yep. Stan and Ollie, two <laughs> two people's names. Good work. I'm not even sure that's going to work with the translate uh, probably, clue. Captain Marvel's not. possible as well. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll be all right.
1: What if we just like? What if we just hit Facebook this week and just find? Everyone in the world that's called Stan. Everyone in the world's called Ollie. Just invite them. Yeah, friend them. Yeah, that's right. And that'll be that'll be the clue for this week. Um, We are on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, YouTube, and any other place that you get podcasts from. And I think that's
0: it. All that remains is to thank you once again for listening this week. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits.